everybody. Welcome to Listen Money Matters. Don't chase money, have it chase you. My name is Matt, and I'm here, as always, with Andrew. Andrew, how are you, man, and what are you drinking? I am very well, Matt. That's and good. Uh, I need to do a beer run, so right now I have a, a gin and Sprite. Gin and Sprite. Mm. That sounds gross to me. Why? I don't know. Just I don't I don't like soda in my drinks. I was gonna say only tonic. Are you are you a uh, a purist? Yeah, uh, tonic or club club soda. I don't like sweet sodas, like artificially sweet sodas. Although tonics like that too. What kind of gin? Um, Bombay Sapphire. Nice, that's a good one. I mean, mostly because it wasn't the one made in Philly. Blue coat, <laughs> Travis. You know what I'm talking about. Blue coat, guys. Um. We're going to talk about something interesting today. I'm, I'm actually excited to talk about this topic. It's, it's going to be a careful dance. A careful, a careful two-step. A careful waltz uh, through the Dave Ramsey investment strategy. We've done some research. Uh, I'm in the process of reading Total Money Makeover. Uh, we have some quotables from Dave Ramsey. We want to share them with you, and the reason, and we're going to debate them. Uh, the reason we we wanted to do this episode is because a listener sent in a question, right, mm-hmm. Andrew? Yeah. What was you, do you remember what the question was? Uh, I don't remember exactly, but uh, it was uh, one to compare the strategies mm-hmm. of the the major talking heads in terms of investment. Yeah, and then uh, a second part, which we'll do. You know, in another episode, to compare um, uh, the the mythical or, or famous strategies, like the like what was discussed in Rich Dad Poor Dad, you know, or, oh, yeah. or Richest Man in Babylon, you know, to so discuss those things and compare it to now and, and our strategy. Okay, all right. So, so today is Dave Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Another week, maybe Susie Orman. One another day will be uh, <laughs> Jim Cramer. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, man. The richest man in Babylon. We'll, we'll we'll slowly go through them all. Okay, this is fun. I'm excited. But before <laughs> we get started and get overexcited, if you have a question about personal finance, including income, debt, budgeting, or investing, you know who to email. That is us. Listen, money matter at gmail dot com. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Pluralized. Listen, money matters at gmail.com. That's our email address. We want you to email in. That's important to us. That's how we get questions and come up with ideas for this episode. It's from you guys. You guys. It's from you guys. My wife. My wife. Uh, we, we, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a long episode. I'm going to tell you that right now. We also want submissions for catchphrases at the beginning of the show. Today's catchphrase, don't chase money, have it chase you, is sent in by our friend, Daniel Merrill, who's been on the show. We love Dan. You'll. Mm. I'm gonna call, I want to call him Dan. That's my brother's name's Dan. <laughs> I don't know if that's relevant. Send them to us, those catchphrases, via Twitter at Money Matters Man. You can just send in the catchphrase. You can use hashtag catchphrase if you want to so that we know. I mean, it's up to you. But keep them short. I'm sweet. Like the one, like the one Daniel sent in. All right. Let's, uh, let's dive into it, shall we? Yes, sir. All right. Where do we want to start? <clears throat> Let's, uh, you know, are we talking about, are we going to just talk about investment strategies or Dave's overall philosophy? I think it's just investments, right? Uh, so, okay. We're not going to touch on anything debt related okay. or it's only going to be investment related and we'll okay. discuss 
how he his education approach and the the things that he says are related to investing. Yeah, because we did an episode on the debt snowball versus the debt stacking method, which is Dave Dave Ramsey advocates the debt snowball method, or what I call what I uh, affectionately call snowballing. Don't <laughs> don't Google what that is. Uh, and just, yeah, just go to Urban Dictionary. Just go to Urban Dictionary. Don't don't do that either. Uh, so <laughs> here's the thing. Let's talk. Let's where where do we where do we begin? Where would you so, like to begin? Uh, I want to begin. Um, with uh, the Dave Ramsey's Guide to Investing document, which is a PDF you can download if you're interested. Now, and you, all you got to search is Dave Ramsey Investing, and it'll come up. Okay, um, it's, it's his main document. Okay, related to investing. Okay, shall I just jump into it? Kinda. Okay, so um, he he has some. First, first of all, I want to say that Dave Ramsey does not specifically say that you should do anything. He, he, he dances around the entire investment topic. You know, he says, like, you should invest in your 401k. Um, he says that... If you don't he, have debt. Right. He says that you should contribute money every month, you know, which is something that we say, which is, you know... Uh, important. Um, he says that you should buy and hold, not fearfully withdraw because it, it ruins your strategy. So, so broad strokes. That's mostly what um, his document is. And then, just to give you like some ideas of the topics, it's like four steps to avoid investment fraud, three reasons to use an employee-sponsored retirement plan. Yeah. Well, well, hold on. Uh, can I can I kind of run through this and maybe yeah. uh, to kind of he starts off with three steps to building a solid investment strategy. Step one is ask yourself specific questions. Which age do you want to retire? What type of lifestyle do you want? Do you want to leave an inheritance for your kids? Do you want to take vacations? Do you want to buy a boat? These sorts of questions that I think you should ask, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, maybe except the boat part, but there. And then step two is diversify, right? We all agree that diversification is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Number three is stay focused. So I, I just want to s- <laughs> wait. Yeah. I just want to say that that's pretty much like a very glossy overview of investing. Yeah, and, and, and I and that's think that's fine. It's good, but like you say, step two, diversify. That is one, two, three. He have four sentences. Are are what he uses to define and describe diversify and diversify basically means don't put all your eggs in one basket meaning don't buy don't put all your money into apple stock right right i mean okay but uh, yeah to, so he to says oversimplify it even more yeah i mean I, I feel like um people that are coming to this document um know little to nothing they're looking for him looking to him for guidance and i mean step three is also four sentences so it's it's very light touch like i would almost say it's like a tap i'm gonna jump right into it Mm. the rule of 72 he keeps using this 12 percent number as the average number that you're gonna make in the stock market your average returns we never said 12 no we we say seven okay we say seven which is almost half 
of that right. number. Right. And, and if you search like average return in the stock market, most people say eight, eight and a half. Okay. Why do you think Dave Ramsey says 12%? Why is he, the, why is he a really big character out there who's saying this high number? Why do I think he says it? I think he says it to get people overly excited, seeing green, and thinking that they're going to be wealthy oh so quickly. Okay. He, he had mentions in, a, um, in an article on Business Insider, and he got a lot of backlash for this, this quote. I'm going to quote, quote him exactly. Saving only $100 per month from the age 25 to age 65 at 12% growth equals $1,176,000. Everyone should retire a millionaire. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure that math works out. Uh, but a lot of people who listen to the show are probably not 25 years old, right? So at this point, uh, you well, okay, so so yes, but and not I, only I don't that, think... 12 percent is is not like a like a like a legit sort of it's unrealistic. Mm. I mean, I'm sure it might happen. I, I think the thing is uh, with this specifically. And then he gets a lot of flack. So, so we are by far not the first people to point this out and as, him, as an yeah. issue. And I'm sure we won't be the last. And, and it comes down to his inability to understand percentages and how you average them. So say, for example, you have $1,000. And if you lose 50% and then gain 50%, you do not have a thousand dollars, right? So, because if you lose, so if you have fifty percent of a thousand is five hundred. Mm-hmm. So if you lose fifty percent, you have five hundred, and then if you gain fifty percent, you're gaining fifty percent on five hundred, which is two fifty. So if you lose fifty percent and gain fifty percent, you actually have seven hundred and fifty dollars. Right. So the thing is, you can't average percentages. As if they're just numbers. And what he does is takes an ambitious average of percentages as if they're numbers, which skews it dramatically in the wrong direction. I think it creates um, like inappropriate expectations for what you will find in the stock market. And I want to read his response to that. His response is, I use this formula to encourage you to save. That's why I would say it, to encourage you to be an investor. Right? So what mm-hmm. he's basically saying is, like, look, here's the thing. I could say to you right now, you should invest in the stock market because I'm getting, you can get 50% returns. You're going to be a millionaire by the time you retire and say nothing else. And if that got you to start investing, that's a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. But I'd be lying to you to like, kind of like coerce you into doing this. And the thing is, is like, so the saving only a hundred dollars, blah, 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 equates to $1.1 million. Mm-hmm. The, the way that we approach it, we apply 7% and then we'll give the equivalent number there, but it'll be more realistic because the thing is there will be people who will take this verbatim, mm-hmm. invest a hundred dollars per month and expect at the other end <laughs> Yeah, but, what, but it will never happen. Oh, well, yeah, but by the time they're sixty-five, Dave Ramsey's long gone, and they got no <laughs> one to blame when they're not when they're not millionaires. And again, does it? I mean, look, 
when I turn 65 with inflation, I'm pretty sure a million dollars isn't that much money. Right? Mm, no. Kind of like, it's probably like making $100,000 now. It's like uh, 40 years ago uh, when your grandparents bought their house for, you know, $20,000 and it was like a mansion. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. So that that's why, like, uh, it's, I'm afraid to give unrealistic expectations. I, I rather, we, we're one and a half percentage points below uh, what the average is, what people agree upon. Cause, and you've you know, been investing that, for a while. Yeah. I mean, as a young person, you've been investing for a, a, a good while, and that's what you saw in your own personal experience. And you're not doing anything that's like, you're not a day trader. You're no, not getting, you're not getting outstanding returns. You're an average investor. And that's, yeah. what, that's what we advocate is just this idea of, you know, just put money in consistently, dollar cost, dollar cost averaging. Mm. And look, I mean, even the $100 a month, and he got some flack where, you know, some people can't afford $100 a month. I don't think $100 a month is a lot of money to put away. And the thing is, is like, say, say uh, you make $1,500 a month after taxes, right? And like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I only need to put $100 away and then I'll retire a millionaire and I'll be, it'll be great. And then the remainder you spend on rims mm-hmm. for your Hummer. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think if you could portray. I'm writing more, that down because I do need to pick up some new rims for my Hummer. <laughs> I, I think if you could portray a more realistic expectation. Um, because maybe the the actual number, and I didn't do the math for this, but maybe the actual number is closer to three hundred dollars. So you should tell them three hundred dollars, so that they're not like. Yeah, but I mean, I'll make the argument that by telling them three hundred dollars, they'll say, oh, "I can't do that," and then they'll never start because it's like, "Oh, I can't, I can't." You know, saying a hundred dollars is a low enough number, and 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 makes it feasible to say. It's an inspirational thing. Now, I don't know necessarily know if he purposely started off as I'm going to tell people this so because it's inspirational and it's just like I got so much backlash that – and I'm speculating here, of course. But I got so much bashlack, bashlack, backlash that I had to say, oh, no, I was just an inspirational quote. You know, so I, I didn't actually mean it as like fact. But Well, OK. But I mean I think we should assume that he's – you know, if he's being honest in that he was saying it inspirationally – you well, know, well, I, I would say that's almost like telling his audience uh, in the subtext that they're stupid. Speaking of honesty, mm. uh, his next section of the book of this little—it's a little guide. It's not really a book. It's a little—it's well designed. I'll give him that. Uh, it looks uh, pretty. Tips for picking a financial advisor. So what he's what he's doing right now is he jumps right from telling you about investments and how to get started, and then saying, "Hey, well, I'm not going to tell you how to do it. I'm going to tell you." how to find a financial advisor to do it for you. And that bothers me. And, and I just want to really go, bothers me. I just want to go a little further bef- before we elaborate because I, I could rail on this probably for the rest of the episode. I but, know. So he says, follow these guidelines to find the right financial advisor for you. And it's talk with people you trust is the first one. And it's yep. ask around, get referrals from people you know, including friends and family, to find out if they work with a reliable advisor. Sure. I'm sorry, but I, I don't know an advisor. I don't I'm I would say almost every normal person has no effing clue where these advisors are, you know, beyond like sketchy ass sites on the internet or something. Right? Like they're gonna I'll gladly take your money to give you information that you could find for free on the internet. Mm-hmm. So that bothers me. You know, he's like, he's, then he says, like, look for credentials and certifications. 
if you don't know what you're doing investing, what do these credentials mean to you? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and what credentials am I looking for? I have to research that now. Yeah. Actually, and, I don't even know. And that's what I'm saying is like – And just if, because if, you get a certification, does that mean you're a good financial advisor? Just because you have a CPF or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. Actually, I don't even know. I, I, let me – I would ask you this. Like if you can't invest well yourself, what makes you believe that you're able to pick the person that can invest well? If you if you yourself don't know what it involves to do this, you you don't have the skills to pick the person that does because there's a ton of people that do it, mm-hmm. and they're all gonna sell you the the snake oil. They're gonna say, we're well, gonna whisper sweet nothings in your ear. It's a good point. So, you know, it it kind of that, that that disturbs me. I really want you to rocket ship to the to the thing that really bothers me about this whole thing. You okay, know, you I, know what I'm talking about. The the ELP. Yeah. Okay. So so because I just want to truck in this. God, this this makes me like this boils. We're my not blood. gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna stay on we're, this. We're forever. we're trying to keep this like highbrow. We we don't want to trash on him because he does great things. We also uh, I also don't want to trash on financial advisors either. No, because I mean, they serve a, they serve a purpose, and you know there are a lot of good ones. We know a lot of good ones, but you know. Uh, I think that before, if you don't want to be involved with your investments, I still think you should learn about them so that when you talk to fin- your financial advisor, you're not bl- he's not blindly telling you shit and you're like, I don't know, just do it. Like, at least it, you can have some sort of like, you know, yeah, dude, intelligent just, debate with your financial advisor about where no your different. money is going. Dude, it's no different if you go to uh, the car mechanic and there's something wrong with your car. <laughs> Uh, your and, Johnson and you rod say, needs to be replaced. Exactly. Like, or there, there, there's hay in your filter or something. <laughs> or like, you're the, there's oil in your – like they say like, – I oh, noticed, you just don't even ask them. I you know noticed I mean? you're low on turd signal fluid. Do you want to be <laughs> – you want that replaced? Like you, you would want to know because if you went to your car mechanic, you'd be like, that motherfucker's charging me twenty thousand dollars for the replacing of my oil. But, you know, yeah, you don't know and you, get, you end up getting ripped off. Yeah, and it's, it's the same with anything in life. So, but like I said, there are good car mechanics. There are good, honest car mechanics, just like there are good, yes. honest financial advisors. But finding them is is difficult because even the, finding a good car mechanic is difficult. I would say the difference is is like um, if you find a bad car mechanic, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe your bill is a thousand dollars, he charge you two thousand dollars. Like that, that really sucks, and that's a lot of money. Yeah, but we're talking about like the entirety of your life savings. <laughs> right, right. Like every hour of every day of the three of the many years that you work you're going to give to the bad car mechanic you know i'm going to say that you are giving your future you're putting your future your life into someone else's hands do you really want to do that and the thing is like why why did you work all this time if you're just going to give it away right. yeah, g- give it to me give it to the red cross but go I, into I the go, back. E- go into the epls the elp the so LP, sorry what he does, because Dave Ramsey really doesn't try and even indicate the direction you should go. It's not like he's just saying, like, go north or go south. He just says, like, you should invest, and if you want to invest, you should go with one of my ELPs, and that stands for Endorsed Local Providers. So he's saying you should go with someone that you trust mm-hmm. or, or a referral through someone you know which is like implying go through my ELP because you definitely don't know anyone yourself. Mm-hmm. So go through one of my ELPs and they'll help you invest. Well, guess what? Every, e- every lead 
that an ELP gets, they pay Dave Ramsey $80. So he's basically, people are basically paying to advertise their services through Dave Ramsey. And he has tons of people across the U.S. I mean, they're, they're local across most regions. So there's no way he knows all these people and what they're doing well. Right. He's just- It's a certification. Hey. It's a Dave Ramsey certification. Yeah, he's like, hey, do you know what a stock is? Great. Can do you have eighty dollars per lead? I mean, well, well, don't speculate in that realm. I mean, we I don't, know. Okay, we don't know. So I'm being, I'm being a dick in that. In the that point sense. is, but is that he. Uh, here's what bothers me about he's this document. Profiting off of this program majorly. He, here, no, and that's the thing. I and he I, hands them off to someone he doesn't know. I hate the fact that this is a Dave Ramsey's guide to investing, and it, and it says ELP, and it's like that's the that you see the logo. It's not. It's nothing hidden. Mm-hmm. Um. And he, you know, goes through like how to build a solid investment strategy, which is one page, which is what, what I just talked about. Those three steps, uh, the rule of seventy-two, which is that twelve percent thing, holding on to your investments, right? Mm-hmm. Which means means meaning uh, go through the long haul. You know, like we like we always advocate. So, so, but then so he jumps. Basics, but but yeah. then he jumps right to now find a financial advisor, one of our EP, you know, ELPs. Find somebody. You know, he doesn't even say try to do it yourself. Like try to educate yourself. Instead, he's and, and he's like the voice of education, saying, "Go find. You know what? I'm going to teach you as much as I can. Yeah, fuck it. Go go to go to a financial advisor. And in fact, use one that I that you know pays me on the back end. That shit really grinds my gears. Yeah, and dude, so this this entire document, and, I'm, and we're, we're not. The- I'm not really dancing at this point. I'm done the waltz. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. So look, this, <laughs> this entire document, this is like the investment for your life thing, you know, because it's kind of a big effing deal to invest. Mm-hmm. The entire thing is 16 pages. The first page and second page are are nothing, like cover pages. Yeah. Second page is table of contents. And already on the fourth page, I'm sorry, yeah, on the fourth page, he's pawning you off. Yeah, he's pawning you off. Now, he like, goes, he now says diversify. Like, he doesn't even tell you what is a stock. What's a, what's an ETF? He doesn't tell you anything about anything. Yeah, it's 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 uh really no really no graphs. And I and you know, obviously this this guide is to push. And that's why I don't think this guide's that great cuz I mean, I don't think it's, it's really a good source because this guide is is meant to push his e And if you look you read left to right, you know, like at least in in yeah. America you do. Uh and you look at his cover picture, mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It's ELP, mm-hmm. his face, mm-hmm. and then Dave Ramsey's Guide to Invest. He's so got he's a like, nice face. He does. It, that smile, that got, smile is very trustworthy. Yeah, you, you, like, you want to trust this guy, right? Meanwhile, you know he claimed bankruptcy mm. before, you know, before he got into this. And you know why, right? I'm not – there's – He no, took on too much debt. Yeah, I'm not saying. Look, I'm I'm just. As I mean, clear. look, I'm, uh, I'm guilty yeah. of being a shitty uh, personal finance uh, in, in my I have a shitty personal finance past, and have redeemed myself. Not saying mm-hmm. that. Uh, and I and I don't, maybe you know maybe this particular PDF isn't a great you know like I said it's it's more to push his products. Now, uh, now I want to stay on the investing thing because I was going to go into something more a little bit more philosophical, but maybe I shouldn't. And I won't, you know, the idea, all right, let's move on to what he, what he talks about. He, you know, 401ks and Roth IRAs. Cause he does have a document is called Dave's investing philosophy. Right. And I don't want to different from his guide to investing. All right. Well, let's, let's do you. And it says, 
Dave's investing philosophy. Want to know how Dave invests his money? Find out here. So first thing uh, in the second paragraph, he says, for in-depth investing help, contact your investing endorsed local provider. So he's already in the second paragraph kicking you over there. Um, but then he goes into, into like sections that, that you could actually read. So like baby steps. Don't invest before you complete baby step number three. And uh, the baby steps are, number one, 1,000 baby emergency funds. Step two, pay off all debt using the debt snowball. Step three, save three to six months of expenses as your fully funded emergency fund. All right, whoa, 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 whoa. So he's telling you to have a $1,000 baby emergency fund just tucked away somewhere? Yeah, I guess he's saying get $1,000, then pay off your debt, and then fill out your investment fund to oh. three to six months worth of expenses. I understand. And then step four, invest 15% of household income into Roth IRAs and pre-tax retirement. Step five, save invest your kids for your kids' college. If save you have six. Kids. Yeah. Save six, pay off your home early. Step seven, build wealth and give. Continue to invest in mutual fund and in mutual funds and real estate. So it's really that easy. Just it's a step seven step process for investing, right? Emergency fund, pay off debt, uh, invest fifty percent of your money in, you know, Roth IRA, pre-tax account, whatever that is, and you know, whatever that entails. Invest for college, save investor calls, that's easy. Pay off your home early. Everyone does that and like, you know, really easy. And then give give money away. All right. Uh, to go into more detail about this, he, he says, uh, now, okay, we're not going to go into the debt thing. We, we, we agree that that's important, but we don't agree on the method of paying it off. And we've done an episode on that. We've written articles about it as well. We, we prefer the method based on math Yeah. as opposed to... This uh, uh nah. yeah, this invest fifteen percent of household income into Roth IRAs and pre tax retirement. So the pre tax retirement, I imagine, is a four hundred one k or some sort of or like a what's the four hundred three b or some sort of like jo- jo- employer right. T- yeah. TSP or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so fifteen percent. Why that? Why such a hard number? And does uh-huh. that and 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 like. He doesn't mention opening up a brokerage account and doing your own investing, and he actually doesn't even mention uh, index funds or in this whole article, like no index funds, no ETFs, no, uh, you know, he has no, all, not all, even what a, a Roth IRA. Is. Uh, I'm just saying, yeah, he doesn't he even does say talk what about a Roth, that somewhere else. He does talk about that somewhere else. He, ta- he talks about a thrift savings plan in there. He, he gave that. Um, this is this is a section for thrift savings plan. Dave's suggestion is to invest 60% in C fund slash plan, 20% in S fund slash plan, 20% in I fund slash plan. That's that's the entire entirety of the thing. No like reasoning. You know, just trust him. Huh. Uh, God, I, I actually I didn't really want to get angry during this episode. I I don't I still don't want to. So uh and we and we and we did an episode on our financial i'm sorry our investment strategy blueprint mm-hmm. where it's very different from this it's actually easier there's ours actually, is easy there's actually and it's less like, steps and but the thing is like each step is detailed and ex- it has excruciating detail why we do it like you know what this is why we say to do it this is how you do it and then we we openly say like email us like mm-hmm. whatever reach out on twitter facebook if you don't disagree like we'll discuss you know it's there needs to be like thought. Uh, 
Yeah, I, there's one thing I think I actually might have to agree with him on this. It says, no matter what your income is, you should always take advantage of any 401k match from your employers, right? Mm. That's free money after all. But that, if you're, We say that too. Yes, yeah. that's, and we agree. But if your employer doesn't offer a match, then start with an IRA. Mm. Would you agree with that? Um, it's not a, it's not a bad approach. Okay. Personally, I, I prefer uh, to just do it um, in an account where if I need it, you know, like my first step was to build the quote unquote uh, emergency fund mm-hmm. with investments, so that like if there if there's a problem, I I could pull it all out without um without a penalty. So in this case, and 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 to simplify his steps to investing. Right, and we're going to do this right now, mm. and we're, that's how we're going to wrap this up. Okay. He has seven steps. We just mentioned them. What are what? What steps will you remove and replace? So, w- number one, one thousand dollar baby emergency fund. Do you think that's even worth doing? No, I mean, like, if you have debt, uh, what is this thousand dollars going to get you? And plus, if you really need a thousand dollars, just card. yeah, just you got to take on the debt. I mean, if you have debt. You're still negative. If you're negative $50,000 and you save $1,000, you're negative $49,000, right? The only difference is the $1,000 baby emergency fund is not earning you jack shit, but your debt is exponentially growing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So pay off debt, you think, is number one. Yeah. All right, so we can skip the baby emergency fund. Save three to six- No one listening is a baby. (laughs) Save three to six months of expenses as your fully funded emergency fund. And you said, instead, keep, what's it, a, a month and two a half? And, two, two and a half times. Two and a half times. Your monthly expenses. In your checking account. Like right. a free and available cash. Yes. This is not considered your emergency fund. No, and your emergency fund is beyond that. Okay. And then you have your emergency fund, which you're ba- which is basically your inve- your beginner investment Box. Which is a which is a low it's a low risk investment. Yep. It's it's uh, uh, diversified among many in, index funds. Okay, so and that's the it. only index funds you recommend Betterment for this. Mm-hmm. But there are other things I'm sure you could probably just open up for, open up like a Roth IRA and do it through that, or open up a brokerage account and buy a few. You, you know, could listen to our Vanguard episode. We detailed the the Vanguard 500 Admiral Fund. Okay, is so roughly jump into that. Yeah, I mean, so you know what, if, if you're international mm-hmm. and you feel left out on Betterment, you could at least do that. Okay, so invest, get a brokerage account, or go through your bank if that's possible, and mm-hmm. buy a van, you know, start with the Vanguard 500, mm-hmm. which is a, how much is that to cost to get into, though? It's like 10 grand, isn't uh, it? Yeah, the minimum is 10. So you know what, you could save it in your in your checking account, and then put it in when it's ready. Okay. Which you're not really growing any wealth at that point. Your money's not working for you until you save that $10,000. Or, or you could jump into a Vanguard life cycle. Okay. The minimums are 1000 Okay. Then we do that. Mm. Um, yeah, that $1,000 baby emergency fund, just stick that. In the Vanguard. Yeah, in the Vanguard. If you want, if you want to do that. Vanguard life cycle, year you want to retire. Yeah. The, the, the amount of investing, he says 15%. We say 20%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, we, and you say 20% should go into, once you have your emergency fund built up to 25000 which is where we say. Mm. Then you can start to diversify, diversify into yeah. other cool things. Like maybe you love Apple or, mm-hmm. or you know, like one like Grace, our listener, she loves GoPro. You know, you can put small amounts into there, but but not not like crazy well, amounts. GoPro is owned by Sony. 
GoPro is uh, not not to make this now a, a non timely episode, but they're having um, uh, an an IPO. Oh, are very, they very soon? Yeah, the GoPro. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Damn. All right. Uh, it's highly anticipated. So we say save twenty percent of your household income towards you know basically paying yourself first, putting it into some investments. And making your money grow, not just putting it into a savings account, making your money grow. Mm. Uh, and he's saying household income into Roth IRAs and pre-tax retirement. So he's saying 15% includes the money that's coming out of your checking account into a 401k before tax. Yeah. Okay. So we, we say 20% before tax, okay. but we don't say that it all has to go into the retirement accounts. Right. Uh and- then save and invest for your kid's college. Well, that's assuming everyone has kids. Mm. And that's assuming all your kids are going to go to college. Hey, I mean, everyone wants a better life for their kids. And uh, I, when that time comes, I will absolutely save for their college. Which we should do an episode on. True. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll talk on it. But I, I think that uh, I, I would like to cover my kid's education and regardless of how much money I have in the future, they'll have to earn their, their living on their own. They'll have to make their own way. So education is free. I think everyone should be educated. But uh, Then pay off your home early. Yeah, if you're rolling in dough, you know, you're a millionaire. Why not? But uh, <laughs> and, then build, I, and then build wealth and continue to invest in mutual funds and real estate. I, I have, I'm going to have to disagree on the real estate part. I think, uh, I think you got to be a special person for that. Yeah, I think it's risky. And the whole thing with paying off your home early, like you're dumping your cash into a single home that's in a single county, in a single city, state, whatever location. It's a lot of risk. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Um, sure, maybe you have flood insurance and uh, Hurricane Sandy takes your house and brings it out into the ocean. Right. You'll be covered for it. They'll give you hell for every, for every dollar that it's worth and you'll probably see it in a few months, mm-hmm. the money. And what are you going to do until you get that money? You're just going to... And, and as far as uh, debt goes, it's the lowest interest rate right now. Yeah. So I'm L- saying like... student loan debts. I'm saying drag it out. There's, there's no motivation for you to put more money in. And it's so illiquid. Uh, it's very risky to have all your money in one space. So what do you think is the most dangerous advice to come from Dave Ramsey? <laughs> Use his ELP program. <laughs> yeah. I think the most dangerous advice is find a financial advisor. Yeah. That's dangerous. It's Look, risky. It's risky. That's an investment. That's if really you risky. want someone else to do it, take the. I mean, first of all, you need to invest, and it is your responsibility to understand at least the basics. And if you don't want to do it, fine, pay for someone else to do it, but at least understand what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe it won't be such a long episode after all. Because <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, I, I actually, when we were going to make the episode, when we came up with the idea, I thought there was going to be so much more meat, but he really doesn't even, I feel like he doesn't even try. And maybe that's the point, you know? Maybe that's the point. Mm. So, uh, thank you for hanging out with us, and if this has been hel- a helpful episode, let us know. Listen, money matters at gmail.com. Send us an email and let us know. Uh, again, really don't want to shit on Dave Ramsey, but... But, but you know what? I think we did shit on Dave Ramsey, and you had an excellent idea. And I'm going to do uh, it. 
Yeah. And it was it was reading a review that that deeply shit on us. Mm-hmm. So you know, we we will take what we give. Yeah. So uh, since I knew that we were going to be giving Dave Ramsey a little hell, and look, there he you know a lot of people follow him throughout the country. Um, you know, I'll, he does do good. I mean, it's not like a terrible person. You know, he makes a lot of money, and uh, you know he has he has his best interests in mind as well. You know, just like you know. It's human nature, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, y- y- yeah, so I figured since we're, we're since we're kind of uh, busting Dave Ramsey today, let's let's uh, let's be self-deprecating and bust ourselves, or, or have someone bust on us. Conveniently, I really don't want to read this, but I'm gonna anyway. I, I can read it. If no, you want. I'll read it. Uh, okay. So uh, if you like the show, leave a review on iTunes, and if you don't like the show. Leave a review on iTunes. We, we say uh, all we want is an honest review. That's all we want. Mm. Now I'm going to read this uh, review. It's by Jerlon. J-E-R-L-O-N. Don't know who this is, but they say the title is one of the worst podcasts I've listened to. Listen to point out inaccuracies. I've listened to the majority of the Listen Money Matters podcast episodes before passing judgment and leaving a review. I know I could have stopped listening after several episodes. In short, the host would likely be far better at hosting a podcast on any other subject. It is clear that neither of them have any true knowledge of the topics they are discussing. The episodes ramble on and on as they try to make sense of topics that neither that neither of them truly understands. While I think there's a real gap in the financial podcast industry, paging any of the other original finance bloggers, Listen Money Matters does not fill that gap. While some of the original bloggers, Bargaineering, JD, Free Money Finance, Five Cent Nickel, might not have known everything when they started, they did all the necessary research before writing an article. Listen Money Matters attempts to figure out what they don't know by talking to one another. The problem is, and always will be, neither of them knows the answers, and the listeners will always leave more confused than they were at the start of the episode. Ouch. Yeah. Get any gum? Ugh. <laughs> Good lord. Uh... I really don't have a response to that. That was I, I saw it this morning, and I'm like, uh, oh, you know, way to be deflated. But hey, um, we, we were waking we, up on a hangover. We, so. yeah, we said to be honest, and we mean it. And I have nothing bad to say about it. It is uh, an interesting read, and it hurts. But uh, you got to move on. You can't let those things get you down. We're gonna keep doing what we do. We're going to keep trying to provide information and as detailed as we can. And if we don't know the answers to those questions, because he's right, we don't know everything. It's impossible to know everything. We do not claim to be, quote unquote, master experts in any specific field. Me, I, I work in the pool industry. I'm not even a pool expert. I just have a lot of knowledge and I want to share it. And if I don't know the answer to something, I'll find somebody who is an expert in that field. So that's why we bring on guests. If we don't know an answer to something, we bring on a guest. And to uh, to give you a case in point is when we did our episode about Roth IRAs, about Roth versus, you know, not to Roth, uh, we got a lot of bad reviews that that episode was not good. 
and, there, and it wasn't well-researched, and that's fine. So what we did was bring on an expert to— We actually broke it into multiple episodes. Yeah, and, uh, so we brought in an expert and cleared everything up. That's what we want to do. So here's, here's a call out to everyone, everyone who listens. This is all of you guys. If you have a question about personal finance in any subject, whether it's income, making more money, debt, investing, budgeting, any of those things, and, and more, if you have a question, you can come to us, ask, you can come to us and we will answer your question. If we cannot answer it ourselves confidently, we will find someone who we trust that can. That is our promise to you as this podcast continues on. Was that good? Was that well worded? Yeah, and I think that uh, if you have an issue with an episode, Let call us, us out on it. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I think the majority of that 401k episode was good, and there was maybe one or two things that we uh, were wrong about. But people told us, and I, I think or hope that we redeemed ourselves by bringing on like super experts to uh, you know discuss it. But uh, the the end goal is we just want to educate people, right? So it's, it's not about our. I don't know. And I want to. I also want to point out that even with all the research in the world, you're still <laughs> bound to get things wrong. You know, because who knows if the research out there is is accurate in and of itself. You know, if Plus, I, you know, if I, if I was doing a research about how much the average investor can make in the stock market and I went to Dave Ramsey as part of my research, I would have c- come on this podcast and said 12%, but I didn't. Well, and I think I, the point there is that would be bad research too, because I only went at one source, but. But the, the point is like experts disagree. Yep. Especially in the stock market. Mm. especially in finance. I mean, look, we're disagreeing with somebody who is far bigger than us. And who are we to disagree with him? We're, we're just other guys that have a difference of opinion. And look, just like a lot of things, like opinion, it, it, there's opinion stuff in here. Nothing is just pure fact. You know, there's, there's, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Mm. We just happen to be young, agile, and we want to do things as easy as, we want to make things as simple as possible. Which is why we're such advocates for betterment. And if you want to sign up for betterment, this is a great segue. Go to, listen, <laughs> go to listenmoneymatters.com slash betterment. Here's what happens. You sign up. You get six months no fees with betterment. It's super easy. It works like an online checking account or just like a regular checking account. You can set it up to automatically withdraw all that $100 a month, right? You can do what Dave Ramsey says and just... Automatic withdrawal, $100 a month from the age 25 to 65, and you'll be a millionaire when you retire using Betterment. Supposedly. Supposedly, if you're getting <laughs> if you're getting 12%. But if you're not getting 12% and we're instead saying 7%, why don't you put in 250 bucks a month, and maybe then we'll be a millionaire. But regardless of the approach, it's just easier, right? And that's kind of our philosophy is just make things as – Kind of detach yourself from things. You know, learn as much as you can, set it up, automate it, and make it easy on yourself. You should not have to worry about money constantly. Mm. Once in a day is fine. Maybe once a week is even better. Uh, but that's that's our thing. And last but not least, if you guys have uh, – well, I already said if you have questions, you know where to email us. Listen to moneymatters at gmail.com. Uh, but if you want to learn more about personal finance and our philosophies – 
We are always writing new stuff and posting up new episodes of this podcast at listenmoneymatters.com. So that's it. Thank you for hanging out with us. Woo! And we look forward to the next episode. So good day. Later. Later.